Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Catholic voice in America. On this show, I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like why the world isn't working right now. The Protestant Reformation is over. Christians now have more commonalities than differences, yet evil is spreading and the enemy is winning because we're still fighting each other over self-righteous labels and high-level theology. If you disagree with me, then you're part of the problem. Listen, as Christians, we're all baptized into God's family. We all want heaven, and we all struggle with the same human brokenness. United we stand, divided we fall, it's that simple. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist who was almost murdered twice. But God spared me because he had a higher purpose for my life. My mission is to unify Christians everywhere. This show was created for you, the person who wants to be accepted and loved and reminded that God has a higher purpose for your life. Let's get started. Today, my featured guest is George Morris, and George Morris is a chemist. This is, I think he's my first chemist I'm going to have on this show. 45 years ago, his story is fascinating. 45 years ago, he was in jail for hacking the drug industry. But when he was arrested, he felt saved. He was taken forcefully out of a progressively dangerous situation. And after release and or probation, he went from volunteering at a hospital to a full-time chemist in a clinical laboratory. That year, he was also trained under Dr. Christopher and learned the power of herbs and energy. Now, over 40 years later, he still believes in Dr. Christopher's statement, quote, there are no incurable diseases, only people who will not do what is needed to be cured. That's a powerful, provocative statement. So George is here uh, to promote legally hacking the medical establishment and you may be thinking right now, Joseph, this is broken Catholic. Like, what does this have to do with God and spiritual and right faith-based or anything like that? Well, I'm going to pull out all of that. Don't you worry. But we're going to get into a little bit about what God has been doing in George's life through all of this that he's gone through. Right? Because it's not easy when you get arrested and there's all that self-doubt and insecurities and, and the unknowns, Right? So what does faith come into that? So we're going to dig into that. I, I feel George is going to go there with us. Um, so George, welcome to the show. Uh, go ahead and just fill in some short gaps in that intro, would you? Well, let me thank you, Joseph, for having me on your show. I, I, but I told you that, that it was like really apropos that this is the first podcast that I've been on because when... I got arrested in, 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 in 73 and put into Cook County Jail. Before I got out, I was in conversations with the, with the nuns there. And I actually was able to convince the nuns there that what I was doing, trying to go ahead and manufacture a good drug, was a good thing. And so that was so so i was able to go ahead and convince the nuns that it was good for me to go ahead and hack the drug industry all right and let me pause you there for a second let me pause you there for a second all right because that's quite humorous to me so just to clarify you persuaded i'm guessing catholic nuns that it was good 
to produce a new type of drug that could kind of hack the whole healthcare drug industry, et cetera. Is that correct? Oh, no, no. I wasn't trying to hack the healthcare drug industry. I, I was hacking the hallucinogenic drug industry. Okay, got it, got uh, it. I was, I was hacking the legal, and at that point in time, see, there were a lot of uh, animal tranquilizers and all sorts of bad drugs and, and Stuff that's bad for humans. Yeah, yeah. There, there were just a lot of people who were having bad trips. They were going ahead. They were ending up uh, psychotic or mm. dead. Mm. And so I spent a long time going ahead and researching and identifying the very, very best product that had the very best lethal dose to maximum effective dose ratio that I could go ahead and manufacture. And that's what I was manufacturing. And that's what I wanted to put out there on the market. So people would have something that was good. And the nuns thought that that was good. And so I, that's why I said, I thought it was pretty unique, but now this is the first podcast that I'm on. And now instead of trying to go ahead and, have people agree with me that that was a way to hack the drug industry, that what I'm doing now is a new way to hack the drug industry that is the result of my path that I've been on. Got it. All right. So that's clear. So you've gone full circle from Catholic nuns to broken Catholic podcasts. Here we are. Obviously, God showing up in your life. So uh, share something personal about you, George, that very few people in your business life actually know. I, I, was, I was fired from my job as a quality assurance officer for an environmental testing lab because when they did a, a psych evaluation of me, it was evaluated that I took the same set of values that I had in my home into my work and they preferred to have a history major. Got it. Okay. Well, that, hey, that's real. That's vulnerable. I'm clear on that. All right. So let's get into the spiritual game. All right. And I call it the spiritual game because I believe, you know, this life, like we're wrestling back and forth with, you know, our fleshy self and then our spiritual self, like the things we see, they touch, feel, right? The tangibles. And then we got all these intangible things on the inside of us. Love, you know, what's right, uh, and, and there's this constant battle. So let's get into that. Uh, and let's bring God into this conversation right out the gate. Let me ask you this, George. How were you raised? Were you raised in a, a faith, a denomination, Christian, uh, something, or, or not in your home? What was that like back then? Uh, early on, it was a Methodist Christian. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it was uh, more freedom to, to do whatever, whatever I chose. That's a good religion, isn't it? It's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the freedom to do what you want religion. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, just an open, you know, open, open house. Yeah, got it. So early on Methodist Christian were like, was your family practicing your parents practicing or was it just kind of by name, like a lot of uh, people? Uh, like where you guys going to church every Sunday? I would go ahead and say that they, 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 
they were teaching me to go ahead and live what I thought was right. And I, I can tell from what they did, they were living what they thought was right. Got it. So there was, there was a, a sense of morality in the home. Right. Oh, yeah. Do the right thing. Do what's right by yourself and others. Don't harm the world. Don't harm people. Is right. That about right? And, and, not, and you're not doing anything for a reward. You're just doing things because it's the right thing to do. Got it. So was God present in your life as a young boy? Uh, only in the sense that I was aware of nature and I was aware of the the magnitude of what was around me and uh, the lack of our understanding of uh, giving it explanations. Mm, I'm clear on that. So what I'm hearing is when you looked out around you as a young boy and you saw all this beauty and nature and the grandioseness of it and the infiniteness, you realized our own finiteness as humans and maybe right? And I'm putting words in your mouth here, of course. Uh, maybe you realize there was something bigger or higher power. Is that about right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. There is undefined, but it was, you know, just basically undefined. Got it. Yeah. Undefined, but there's something there that we can't define. It's clear there's something there. Got it. So um, fast forward all the way through, like, was there every, ever a sense of I don't know, growing up where you were missing, um, there was something missing on the spiritual plane in your life or in your heart. Was, was that present at all? It wasn't recognizable as a spiritual missing. Mm. It was more recognizable as a, as a disconnect between what I was doing and what I believed. How do you, tell me more about that. Uh, Any specific example? So, so, so let's let's fast forward to when I when I got out of jail and I was I, I was I was able to go ahead and my partner was because we were in Cook County Jail. Okay, uh, my partner had gotten very close to the outlaw gang there. And they were willing to go ahead and provide us protection so that after we got out of jail, we could go back and we could do what we were doing and we wouldn't have the, the minor problem that we had with the government uh, from the first time. Now, George, I got to tell you, you know, you don't occur to me as a gangster. I, no, but remember, I am still trying to do the right thing. <laughs> got it. You were trying to do realize, But what I realized is that it may have been the right thing for society, but it wasn't the right thing for me. Mm, and that's it. that connection between what, what I felt and what I understood and, uh, and that path that I had been on and that I got extracted from. BC Nation, I really like what George just uh, created there for us, and that is you know, sometimes you're out trying to do the right thing in your life, but you're doing it with the wrong people. You're in the wrong environments. Maybe like George, you're hanging out with all the gangsters of the world, right? And they, they don't have your best intention. And, and maybe they're not trying to do the right thing, but somehow you're still spending your time with them. Who are those people in your life right now that aren't aligned with 
what you know to be right, what you know to be true. And maybe there's a shedding of the skin, right? Of letting go of some friendships uh, around you right now so that God can reach into your life and pull you out maybe where you don't need to be right now. So I just wanted to kind of go there for a second, but George, continue on with the story. So, so you're hanging out with the, uh, the gangster types, uh, right? And, and they're offering protection. Go ahead. I mean, well, my partner basically said he was going to do it. And I, I, was, I was living in Michigan and I told him I wasn't going to come back to Chicago. I had chose to do something different with my life. And so I went my path, he went his path and we, haven't met since then got it so that was the last time you saw him yeah clear on that so what did that look like right you come out of jail and you move away you moved back to chicago and it's like you have to rebuild no i i I moved back to my parents in michigan oh i apologize so you moved back to your parents in michigan and i'm guessing there's now a rebuilding of your life right and there's a lot of unknown and fear and doubt what was going on in your head at that time uh, it was just um, kind of reevaluation of what 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 I wanted, what uh, trying to make sure that what I was doing, uh, you know, uh, wasn't causing me to have a lot of migraine headaches and wasn't causing me to have uh, this this massive amount of like uh, tension that was inside of me that that was there when I was in that that other environment. Mm. So that was now gone. Uh, yeah. Well, along with uh, identifying that uh, herbs and energy were supportive things that I should have been taken advantage of, but I never knew about until after, in, until like 1974. I didn't, I, I, I didn't know that crying yourself to sleep at night in it, even if you're in high school because of uh, your, your pain or headache, uh, wasn't, there was an option, mm. you know, you, 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 because the, because the medical system wasn't provide, didn't provide an, you know, the only thing they provided was like, uh, heavier, do heavier drugs or one thing or another. And that I, I knew enough that I couldn't go ahead and go that route. I'm going to go here for a second because I think you bring up a great point, George, is sometimes we go through a life BC nation where we don't think we have an option in whatever you're going through right now. I know some of you are going through massive depression right now. You're suffering on the inside. You feel isolated. You feel alone. Like you're by yourself and you're struggling and you don't think there's another option like George is presenting here. And granted, you know, he was speaking in medical, the medical profession in in that terms, but I'm connecting it to you right now. You're struggling. And I want you to know that there's another option. You don't have to go through these things alone. And, And everything changes when you have an option. Because then you have a choice. And choice changes everything, right? You can now create. So George, take us right back there. So you now found you had an option. Uh, with your own headaches and health, et cetera. So what did you choose? I, I chose to go ahead and go on a 21-day water fast. I chose to go ahead and continue to take herbs, and I still continue to take herbs now. And at that point, I didn't think I would live past 50, and I'm 72 now, and I'm working on 120. 
120? Oh, yeah. That's, that's why I started this whole new venture of going ahead and thinking that I could be a speaker or I could be on podcasts or I, I could take this introvert that this, uh, was only in a lab and I could allow other people to go ahead and convert me to a, a, a new version of myself. Because I, have another, I, 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 I didn't want to go ahead and only be limited by what I'd done before. Wow. Now that's a powerful statement. So BC Nation, like George is courageous. Like I'm learning so much about him as a, a guest and as a human that here you have a self-proclaimed introverted chemist who worked in a lab most of his career. And now he's going out there. He's getting up on stages. I met him at a, a podcasting conference. He got up to the mic. He did a pitch you know, to be a guest on a podcast. And that takes a lot of gusto, especially he could have lived in the prison of, well, I'm an introvert. I can't do that. That's not who I am. I can't get out in front of people and lived and remained in fear, just like maybe you are right now in areas of your life. And here he is coming on a show that's, you know, syndicated and broadcasted in over 50 countries with listeners right all over the world. And, and he's coming on and sharing his vulnerability courageously, I might add. So George, I just want to acknowledge you for that to allow yourself and to allow others to expand the, the identity of your past that you had and to see what, what's there. And, and what are you finding out about yourself? Like what has God been showing you, whether you give it a name or not, what has God been showing you about you and this uh, other version of yourself, which is more extroverted? that I can do it, that you don't have to be bound by your fear, that there are people that need to know and therefore want to know what you have to offer. And if you don't put yourself out there, then they're not going to know. There's been times I would just, uh, as I told you, I would, you know, if I think about what happens, uh, sometimes I, I generally just cry because I haven't been able to go ahead and change things rapidly enough. And because I can't change things, people are dying. And to me, they should not be. There shouldn't be anybody that dies of a sudden heart attack. It's not necessary. And that's one every minute. And mm -hmm. there shouldn't be people dying from cancer. And that's also one every minute. One, because they don't know that they're at risk. And we can clearly identify people's risk of a, of a heart attack, not with current testing, but I can, I, it can be identified. And people are on an ineffective cancer treatment too long and therefore they end up dying. And neither one of those are things that should happen. And I knew that when I in licensed my technology from Emory back in uh, 
probably uh, 1996, 97, 98 range. So George, what I'm getting is that this really causes a lot of pain to your heart is to watch yeah, all these well, people. If, 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 you, if I allow myself to think about it, if, if I look at what I can do or what I want to do or what I am doing, that occupies that, 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 that portion. And so you're not thinking about what you haven't been able to do. So you, so you have to look, you have to kind of look forward and not just kind of, it, it, the, the past gives you the, the ability to go ahead and want to magnify your, your, your impact in the future. But you have to be thinking about the future and not just thinking about the past. I'm clear on that. So let me uh, change the direction here of the conversation just a little bit because I'm a curious type of person and this is just my curiosity showing up right now. So George, like where does God play into all this chemistry for you? Like, do you see his presence or you don't? Well, just some people go ahead and. I'm not asking about some people. Okay. Let's say I will go ahead and define God as the ever-presence energy around us. And that manipulation of that energy is disease. So if you go ahead and you think of the random actions that, that, that happen in the weather, and, and so you have all these clouds that are up there. And as long as the clouds are separate, you don't have a rain, you don't have a, a, a thunderhead, you don't have a storm. But when these random movement of clouds just happen to go ahead and make layer upon layer upon layer set upon top of one another, that's when the danger happens. And that is just a random thing occurring and that creates the storm. All right, but so let me jump in. In our, body, me, in our body, we have the same thing happening. Let me jump in right there. It's no longer random. It's being caused by this external energy. Got it. So let me jump in there right there because that's fascinating to me, right? You use the term danger. Like when the clouds layer upon each other, you said that's when the danger happens. Is that danger or is that how the world gets irrigated? Uh, and it's actually the order of things. Well, yeah, it, it, yeah, it may, it, 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 it may be. You can look at it. You can look at it either way. It's where something happens. Got it. Okay. So is it is it random? Because I'm only asking this, right? Not as challenging. This is only my curiosity showing up in this conversation because I think that's fascinating. Because you're coming at it from a, a, a chemist background so you have a different lens of looking at the world than i do a non-chemist right so i think that's fascinating because you get all the molecular happenings that are that are happening behind what i see right i just see the effects of all the happenings you see the actual like granular like science be in underneath all of this stuff that the cause and effect so to me that's fascinating is um because I just see 
okay, well, rain is needed. Otherwise, the world will die, right? Like we don't have irrigation. We don't have water. We, none of this stuff will grow. And you see it from a lens of, yeah, there's this random happenings of clouds that layer upon each other. That, that's where the danger happens. And then, boom, irrigation happens. So I find that fascinating. Well, it's, it's a, only in the sense that I was try, I'm trying to make it a, a comparison to what happens in our body. I'm, I'm not trying to go ahead and say that nature is, is abnormal, or, 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 but I'm trying to go ahead and say that when you go ahead and see that same process happen within our own body, that is what becomes ab, abnormal. Because our, our own body is meant to go ahead and be that, that random thing. Or and ordered so, thing. And, or ordered thing. Yeah. And, and so it goes ahead and when it comes back to, but or, random is ordered. See, random, it's the thing that people mistake is that they go ahead and think that ordered is natural. But... Uh, but no, random is natural. And that in order for us to go ahead and have, let, let, let's just say you're going to go ahead and you're going to, we're looking at uh, cardiovascular disease and we're looking at what we call small dense LDL. And your LDL size is somewhat random. And that random size coalesces around some larger number. Now, when you go ahead and you have forces coming in and acting on the body that change that random number to a smaller number, that's happening because some type of energy is interacting. Mm, I get that. It's taking it from random and the energy is interacting and going ahead and changing you and so you have to look at it and then determine whether or not the change is in a positive or negative direction. And so that's what I spent my time trying to learn to do. And Got it. This is a fun conversation, by the way, at least for me. I hope it is for you. I hope it's not painful. Well, it's, 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 it's an easy one for me. Okay. 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 Good. Cause I wasn't sure if like, you know, obviously you're intellectually superior than me, right? Because with all your chemist study and all that stuff, but I have a, a fairly good intellectual uh, capability in the, the everyday life, right? Of life and happenings and all that. But you got the, the science and I, I just find it fascinating how both worlds, you know, coexist, right? And, and we find this common language and I'm following you. Like I'm understanding what you're saying and hopefully I'm not like occurring too novice uh, for you in this conversation. Uh, no. And what I'm currently trying to do is what I'm trying to go ahead and say is do is that I, 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 I kind of trained as a scientist. I got involved in what they call woo woo. Uh, I got involved in herbs. I got involved in energy medicine. Uh, Dr. Christopher taught iridology. He taught reflexology. Uh, and so I got involved in energy medicine. And then I got back into, uh, into my science, trying to go ahead and validate the energy medicine that he was promoting and the herbs that he was promoting. So now I have the capability of being the scientist that went ahead and 
studied woo-woo to go ahead and validate woo-woo using science. Because right now, everybody that wants to go ahead and use woo-woo goes ahead and says, oh, well, I know that it works, but that's not science. Science is, can you show me that it works? And so that's why I spent a long time trying to go ahead and determine how you can go ahead and determine whether or not something is working, whether or not it's the cure is coming from prayer, whether or not the cure is coming from meditation, whether or not the cure happens to be coming from an herb or from a drug. If you are cured, that change in energy is able to be monitored and seen. And so it, it doesn't matter what was the source that created the change. If you're not getting the change that is in the positive direction that you want, then whatever you did was unsuccessful. And that's where we have a whole healthcare system that's unaccountable because they haven't allowed people to know whether or not what they're doing is working or not. Mm. You know, it's interesting because when you're saying all this woo-woo, right? And I was at that event with you and there was so much woo-woo in that room, right? And yeah. it, was, it was fascinating to me. So like, I, I think this conversation really is centered around, uh, and I'm just going to take it there, but like so many times we have faith and science, right? And they, in our broken humanity, we try to cannibalize one over the other, right? Rather than realizing both are real, both exist and both are not meant to substitute the other. They're meant to complement the other. So the same way like science is the observation of natural things around us, like you said, right? Mm -hmm. And faith is belief in things unseen, right? So science is observing the things that are seen and faith is believing in the things that are unseen because there's plenty of things out there we can't see. We can see the effects of but can't actually see them, right? So like bringing the two together in a way that we don't have to make the other person wrong because they see the world from a science lens and maybe we see the world from a faith lens or vice versa. I really think that that's where like a lot of the answers will come from is when we can recognize the value in both. What shows up to, for you in that kind of conversation of, faith versus science rather than uh, faith and science? Well, I, I, I guess the most current thing that I've seen that allows me to question science is their great picture of a black hole. It, whereas they go ahead and say the pure definition of a black hole is that light won't go ahead and escape it, then how did you get your nice colored picture of it? Now, the idea is that people talk about epigenetics and they talk about the, the fact that uh, the, the food that you eat and the things that you do and the things that you think, all these things affect your health. 
And that's just like saying that there's, there, 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 there's, there's a black hole. We, we know there is a black hole just the same way we know that all these things affect our health. But how do they go ahead and identify the black hole? By the impact that it had on the things around it. The effects of the, the black effect, hole. The effects, because the modification of what they considered to be the proper order for what would theoretically happen, because it didn't happen in that way, they said there had to be another energy source that was changing it. And so that's what I'm saying when we look at health, is that we know what things are, are supposed to be, and if things are being changed, that is the result of one of those energies coming and, and, and interacting. We may not know what energy it is, how the energy is being manifested or where it is coming from, but we can see the effect. And so it's the effect that it has on my life, that it has on your life, that it has on everyone's life, that personally we want. We, 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 that's, well, that's what we want. We, we, don't, we don't want the explanation. We want the effect. We Amen to that. Cure, we don't want people to tell us they can cure us. We want to be cured. We, we don't, don't want people to explain what love is. We want to feel loved. Right. hundred percent. Like I am such a fan of what you're saying right now. And, and I really love that we are finding a middle ground here, you and I, right? Faith and science, right? I believe that science is the observation of the effects of God's presence in the universe. Like that's what I see. Right? Yeah, that's, that's a simple explanation. Why, thank you. That, that, that most scientists would, should not disagree with. There you have it, right? And both are necessary. And I think it's a beautiful thing when science is able to put words or language to observing what is there so that we, our intellect, can actually understand the effects of God, right? Present, the order, the structure, all these things. And, and going back to what you said, um, taking it back to the, uh, the health, right, within our bodies, uh, you know, there's so much science and faith that coexist in a lot of healing that happens in the body. Sometimes there's scientific basis for the healing that happens in a person. Other times there's Science can't explain it, but the person was down on their knees praying, and all of a sudden, the cancer disappeared within a day. And none of the doctors could, like, with their rational brains and scientific understandings, explain it, right? And there's so many cases like that, more than we can actually count in history, of these, like, supernatural occurrences. And there you have it. Like, even in the health of your own body, you have both faith and both science, you know, explaining and giving reason to what we're, we're seeing. And I think it's a beautiful conversation. I would love to have more of this conversation. I actually really enjoy this and I, I would love to talk more. Unfortunately, we got to wrap up this show, right? Because we don't have all day. It's a 30 minute show. I'm, I, I actually don't have my clock in front of me. So I apologize, BC Nation, um, because I'm not even <laughs> present to how much time we've been on right now. So I, I just know we got to wrap it up. So, George, I just, you really showed up uh, well uh, today, and I just thank you for that. And uh, a big thing, and I want to quote this for BC Nation, Broken Catholic Nation, you don't have to be bound by your fear. 
You know, George said that earlier, and, and I really want you to, to just be present to that in your own life. You don't have to be bound by your fear, whether that's fear of being loved or fear of being worthy or fear of uh, letting people back in because you've been hurt and broken and wounded from the past, from other people. Like you don't have to be bound by that anymore. The same way George is showing up courageously and not being bound by his fear. Uh, you know, the introverted past life style, uh, sort of speak. Um, and he's not limiting himself. He's getting out here. He's getting on a podcast. He's speaking in scientific terminologies, uh, you know, in a way that, you know, we're getting, I think. And, and he's really communicating and building a bridge. And I just acknowledge him for that. So let's uh, wrap up the show here. George, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the confession round. This is, see what I did there, broken Catholic? So this is where I'm going to ask you 10 quick-fired quick questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready? Okay. All right. Before we go there, BC Nation, we're listening with George Morris. You can find him at longevitytesting.com, longevitytesting.com. If you want to find out more about how he's going to live to 120 years old and how you can too, go to longevitytesting.com. All right, George, let's get into the confession round. Here we go. Quick fire questions, my friend, just for fun. What's your favorite thing about God in the way we've defined? My human body. Your human, okay. Like, like understanding the beauty and complexity of what, you're the vessel you're, you're occurring in right now. I get that. What's your least favorite thing about God? Uh, not seeing him. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, you're right. But I guess we wouldn't need faith if we could see him and explain him with science, right? And actually what we would do is we would minimize him into our human smallness in order to put words around him, which would be literally the opposite definition of God, right? Because God is absolute, all-powerful, all-knowing, etc. So he's outside of human intellect and understanding. So if we could actually define him, George, he would no longer be God. Isn't that fascinating? All right. So what are you most afraid of? If you're being- Not connecting with people. Not connecting with people. Got it. Human connection. What did you spend way too much time doing in your 20s? Besides hanging out with gangsters. Yeah. <laughs> I guess being confused about a purpose. I'm very clear on that. Yeah, thank you. What secret fear do you have about people? That's a hard one. Well, uh, if, it was, if it was easy, what secret fear do you have about people and how you occur to them, they occur to you, etc.? I guess, uh, can, I, this, can I show up as authentic? Mm. Yeah, that's real. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? I guess more trust. Yeah. What's a new habit you want to form? Being open. 
what's a bad habit you want to break? Being closed. <laughs> yeah, they go together. Pick three words to describe who you are now, George. Someone trying to express their truth. Got it. Pick three words to describe who you were before you experienced God in your heart. Ignorant. Uh, Self-concerned and fearful. Wow. Good ones. And last question, George, if you could come back to you, come back to life after you died at age 120, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice. What would you say to them? I made it. <laughs> Got it. You can too. You can too. I made it. You can too, BC Nation. What a way to close out the show. George, any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God versus not? Look inside of yourself and make sure that what you do matches what what you feel got it and what's the best way for bc nation to get in touch with you george well they can go to my longevitytesting.site but i also created a facebook page called longevity testing got it so again that is longevitytesting.com longevitytesting.com go find out more about george i think he showed up powerfully today bc nation don't you BC Nation, do you love listening to the show? Do you love guests like George? He was my first chemist on the show. I think he did a really great job. You know, speaking chemist and, 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 and doing it in a way that we got, we understood, we understand. So if you like guests like George and you want me to keep bringing on these really cool disruptor type individuals who have gotten to prison and other things, showing their humanity with you, then go to iTunes and subscribe to the show if you haven't yet. Write a five-star review. Share what's real. Share, share what you're loving. What is God doing in your life through this show, through listening to these episodes? Is it inspiring you? Are you taking action in areas you weren't before? Go ahead and share that with me. You can find me at josephwarren.net. That's josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities. That's the link to go download my free book. I want to offer that to you. It's called Broken Christian. I think you may enjoy it. It's a little bit of my brokenness and some of the stories of my humanity and all the screw-ups I've done in my life. So if you want to read about me and feel better about yourself through my screw-ups, go get my free book called Broken Christian. You can find it at josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities. George Morris, thank you for being on Broken Catholic today. You, my friend, are a rock star. I believe God is using you. Continue to open up your heart to him, my friend, and your life will be well. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you.
God bless. BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.